Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Thursday edition of the Outkick podcast. We are rolling because the NFL draft is officially here. The final hour of the show. It is the Outkick listener mock draft. Who will be selected? How many can we get right? Uh, Jonathan Hutton in the first hour. Jeff Schwartz in the second. What do you think we're talking about? It's all NFL draft related discussion. And right now, easy money for you. Bet $5 on Trevor Lawrence to go number one overall. You get back $100. That's a 20 to 1 payout. Incredible value. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. This is the Outkick Podcast, and it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are rolling here. And I want to give you kind of a roadmap of where we're headed. My buddy Jonathan Hutton from the Outkick 360 will be on with us, breaking down all of the NFL draft. We will also have my other buddy, Jeff Schwartz, on in the second hour of the show, breaking down all of the NFL draft as well. What do you think we're talking about today? All NFL draft throughout the entirety of the program because it is finally here and we are all excited to see what the overall impact of the draft might be. Also... In the third hour, the fifth annual OutKick listener draft. We will open up the phones. I will start the draft. 
uh, we will have a couple of spots where we know we get basically get like the free square uh, on bingo. We know that Trevor Lawrence is going one overall. We know Zach Wilson is going two overall. I will then make the third pick. We will then go around the horn with everybody who works on the show being able to draft. And then we will open up the phone lines and we will allow you to make picks. Let me do the math here. I think pick seven through 32. So I will we'll have the first two picks that I think we're going to win. I will make pick three. Danny G will make pick four. Dub will make pick five. Uh, we'll then have Eddie Garcia making pick six. So be on your toes, gentlemen. And then in the seventh spot, we will have Roberto. All of those, one through seven. And then we will have eight through 32 being taken and made by the OutKick crew. And we will see whether as a conglomerate, we can do a better job than most of the mock drafts that many of you have been looking at and uh, paying attention to over the past several months. And with that in mind, I have done a mock draft on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday of this, uh, this week on the show. And I now am going to give you my final top 10 mock draft for tonight's NFL draft to see exactly how all of this is going to go according to my last best estimates. Now, this is not going to be the official judged mock draft because I'm not doing all 32 picks. Just the top 10, the most discussed, the most valuable uh, terrain, the most valuable land in the NFL draft, all right? And so we start... Right off the top, we know Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. We know that he's going to be paired with Urban Meyer. If anything, I think we're underrating how great of a story this is going to be and how interesting it is going to be to see what that relationship between Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer is going to be like. And I'm going to talk about this some tomorrow on the show because there are a lot of uncertainties now. But really, if you look at Urban Meyer, there have been – Coaches that go from the pros in college and back and forth, but only a handful of guys have ever won Super Bowls and have also won national championships in college. Jimmy Johnson was the first to do it. Miami wins the national championship, multiple, I think, wins multiple Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Then you have Barry Switzer, who wins a title with Oklahoma and then goes and wins a national championship with the Dallas Cowboys, a Super Bowl, sorry. And then Pete Carroll, SC and the Seattle Seahawks. Can Urban Meyer become the fourth to do it? It is, I believe, a fascinating question to see how all of that could shake out going forward. Uh, I don't know the answer. Nobody knows the answer. But I do know that Urban Meyer is going to be in an intriguing position because he's getting to come in with the overall number one pick with a guy that if you listen to the show earlier in the week, Trent Dilfer said Trevor Lawrence basically on his breakdown is just about as good as back in the day Andrew Luck was. And most scouts point to Andrew Luck and say he's as close to NFL quarterback sure thing as we have ever seen. Obviously, Andrew Luck's body took a uh, brutal beating and ultimately he decided he didn't want to continue with the Indianapolis Colts uh, at a still relatively young age. But in the time that he played, 
He was a absolute revelation. He was an incredible player. The scouts were right about his ability. So Trevor Lawrence, number one overall to the Jags. Number two overall, Zach Wilson to the Jets. This has become a understood number one and number two pick. I think a lot of people out there somewhat surprised that Zach Wilson ended up such a clear-cut number two. But those are basically two different free squares uh, on the overall NFL draft board. In the third spot, I continue to look. I love to look at the uh, at the odds makers out there. I'm going with Mac Jones. FanDuel has had Mac Jones as a favorite substantially for the last week or so. There's been a lot of movement in this line, but Mac Jones now around a minus 300 favorite to be the overall number three pick. I am going to ride with Mac Jones there. Kyle Pitts, news came out yesterday that basically the Falcons, a couple of different ESPN reporters said, hey, they're going to stick with Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. He's now over a minus 200. Dub, I gave you this one a while back, said I like it. You dove in. We gave it out to listeners. Fingers crossed that somebody doesn't give a king's ransom for this number four overall pick. But I feel very good about these first four if you look at the numbers. And then five, the Bengals' Jamar Chase has become a pretty big favorite to be the number five overall pick. So I feel like the first five, I feel pretty confident in. Do you agree? I do agree, and everything checks out in terms of logically, right? It makes sense for all the teams to take the players that you just mentioned. So I think the first five, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about those. Uh, All right, so from the first five, as we continue, uh, I think the first real potential wrinkle in the equation here is I feel like somebody's going to trade up at this point because you've got the Lions who nobody really has any idea what they're going to do. You know that the Dolphins don't want to go quarterback, and we're going to get to the Panthers trade and uh, and to the Broncos trade here in a minute, but there are quarterback-interested teams, and this may be a wild, outlandish idea, but right now I believe that the Dolphins are going to trade out of six. I think the Steelers trade up, and I think they take Trey Lance. The more I think about this, Trey Lance is Ben Roethlisberger 2.0. Big, strong, tough kid, played in a lower level of competition, North Dakota State, lower level than Miami of Ohio, but both big, brawny Midwest kids who can handle Pittsburgh weather, big arms, can stand back there and take a hit, almost amoeba-like, I feel like Trey Lance could be Ben Roethlisberger 2.0. I think that the Steelers trade up to grab Trey Lance. Then the Lions, I think Dan Campbell feels like he needs some weapons for uh, for Jared Goff. They just let Kenny Galladay go uh, and join the Giants. I like Swift at running back. I think that if you go get Jalen Waddell, at wide receiver. He can be a difference maker for the Lions. I think the Lions go Jalen Waddle In the eighth spot, the Panthers have now traded away Teddy Bridgewater. I think they traded away Teddy Bridgewater potentially to go get another quarterback to compete against Sam Darnold. That could be crazy here, and this could be an outlandish idea, but I'm going with Justin Fields to the Panthers, which then means that the Broncos do not have a quarterback available to them, which is why I think they went and got uh, Teddy Bridgewater to compete with Drew Locke. 
and they need help. I think ultimately uh, you got a defensive head coach in Vic Fangio. I think that he goes and gets J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, who is the first defensive player off the board at nine. And then that leaves the Cowboys needing to go grab Patrick Sertan. I think we know the Cowboys need help at corner. And I think that is the direction that Jerry Jones will go. That is my final personal outkick top 10. How would you assess this top 10 dub? Do you think there's any big swings and misses? What adjustments, what edits would you make if you had the ability to change things? Well, I love your idea with the Steelers trading up to get Trey Lance. I think that works super well. I kind of compared Trey Lance to Cam Newton earlier in the week. I think the comparison to Ben Roethlisberger works as well. And I think, I mean, the kid is 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger can still play this year. He can still start all 17 games. Got to get used to that, by the way. 17 instead of 16. But yeah, that would be a fascinating move, to say the least. And look, if the Dolphins don't trade, then I think they stay there. And I think it's likely that they would go wide receiver. But this wide receiver depth outside of the first three seems pretty solid. They still have the overall 18th pick. They could make some more wheeling and dealing. I could see them making the move also to go grab Panay Sewell or Slater. Uh, But to me, if they trade back, they've still got two first-round picks. And I can see somebody like the Steelers falling in love with Trey Lance. And I also feel like the Broncos must be hearing some element of scuttlebutt because if you thought you could stay at nine and you were still going to have the ability to get Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I don't think you would be trading uh, for Teddy Bridgewater at all. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> We are joined now by Jonathan Hutton of the Outkick 360. You just heard me give you my final top 10. Hutton, all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have been giving out my top 10 based on the absolute latest reading of all the drama, all the mock drafts, all the reports, all the trades, and everything else. And we finally will get a resolution to many of the questions that we have been asking for months now. Which team, Hutton, are you most interested to see what their pick is? It's a great question, Clay. Good morning. And, and draft day's finally here. Um, you know, we, we've been through Atlanta and Cincinnati so much. Not you and I, but just uh, just chatting. Everybody. Uh, yeah, everybody has. Everybody. Uh, I, I feel like we, we have completely bypassed Detroit, who has so many needs. Uh, they pick seventh overall. I, no one's mentioning them for quarterback. Uh, there's a chance where we could see Fields, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, two of those three still on the board at that position. I mean, there's an opportunity there for those guys to fall. Uh, and the assumption is they're just sticking with Goff and that's it. Meanwhile, Garoppolo's getting paid the same type of money in San Francisco, and everyone has San Francisco with a backup quarterback behind Garoppolo uh, that's eventually going to be the, the full-time starter. I, I wouldn't take quarterback off the board for Detroit. Um, I think there's just so many different directions they could take that pick. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by what the Lions do, and they're, they're in a great spot because practically the entire NFC East drafts right behind them at 10, 11, 12. And then the Washington wants to jump up as well. 
So they're in a great spot where Washington or some other teams in the NFC East are going to be trying to hop over the top of like a team like Dallas to, or Philly to get a receiver. Yeah, it is a, an intriguing spot that they find themselves in. And, and you're right, because first of all, you didn't even mention it a, a lot, but we haven't even seen Dan Campbell draft really and, and have an idea of exactly what he's trying to demonstrate. Because sometimes first-year coaches, that first pick that they take is indicative of the trying to, kind of culture or the kind of organization that they're trying to build because it helps to send a message about what they value and there are likely to be a lot of different angles they can go because I think if you read uh, and look at the way things are going, I feel pretty good about Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, Mac Jones three. I feel yep. I would be very surprised at this point if Kyle Pitts doesn't go four and if Jamar Chase doesn't go five. Do you agree with most of those first five? I, I do. I think you're you're on with the first five, but I, I, I you hit on a great point with Dan Campbell, but also Brad Holmes is the new general manager in Detroit. But think about how the top 10 stacks up with just the unknowns of the pairings of head coach and general manager. We know Urban Meyer is going Trevor Lawrence with Trent Baalke as the new general manager there. Uh, Joe Douglas is now paired with new head coach Robert Sala and, and with New York and the Jets. Um, you, you mentioned Arthur Smith in Atlanta going with Kyle Pitts, new general manager Terry Fontenot there. Duke Tobin in Cincinnati with head coach Zach Taylor. And, 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 but beyond Detroit, Matt Rule and, and Scott Fitterer in Carolina, George Payton, the new GM in Denver. I mean, there are so many uh, new faces making calls at the top of this draft. It's hard to pinpoint exactly how we think these trends will line up because there's really no track record of these guys together and, and yeah. what they've been through in the draft room on top of a year where it's really hard to evaluate these guys during the COVID season. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Now, a lot of people trying to read into the decision by the Panthers to trade Teddy Bridgewater to Denver. Were you surprised by that move? What does it tell you about what both the Carolina Panthers, who are sitting at eight, and the Denver Broncos, who are sitting at nine, might do? They're either drafting a quarterback, Clay, Denver, and they're going to have Drew Locke on, on the, the, the trade option uh, this weekend, or we're going to see them uh, continue to add some pieces around their quarterback room, and they're truly going in with the idea that Bridgewater can compete with Locke. But it's, it's, it's no, it, it, it confirms everything we were talking about with Denver and, and their uncertainty at the quarterback position. And they got, I mean, they get Bridgewater for practically what the Tennessee Titans traded and gave up for Ryan Tannehill a few years ago, uh, where the, the team that they traded with is paying the majority of the salary to begin with. Um, and and the, the cost and draft picks and everything else. I mean, it's a great deal for Denver. Uh, and it still leaves them with flexibility at the position if they choose to stay. And if one of the if fields, for instance, falls to them, uh, at number nine, what they could do uh, with Justin Fields in the room and still have some capital to, to trade Drew Locke if they so choose or keep the battle open. Um, I, I think there's plenty of different directions to go. They could use some help on defense too. And by making this trade, they can truly they, – they could be the first team in the top ten to go defense. Um, and if it, it, it's a slim chance, but if, if we don't see any defensive players taken in the top 10, it'll be the first time in NFL draft history that's the case. Um, Denver puts themselves by, by making this move in a position where they can, they can add some pieces around the quarterback position 
if another team trades ahead of them. To me, and I talked about this to open the show, when I saw this move by Carolina and Denver, who you figure are talking quite a bit back and forth, it meant to me that Denver has basically decided that whatever price they would have to pay to trade up is too substantial and that they find it highly unlikely that somebody is going to fall to them, right? And and so it makes me think that there are lots of discussions going on about somebody jumping maybe above or that there's a conversation behind the scenes and the Panthers are like, hey, we're going to take Trey Lance or Justin Fields if they're there. I don't know that they would have had that conversation for sure, but it makes me feel like the Panthers are clearing out a spot and that the Broncos are sort of resigning themselves to the idea that they aren't going to be able to get one of these uh, young quarterbacks. And they may not have loved them. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, how would you read this if you are Sam Darnold, who the Panthers just traded for? Are you thinking, okay, this is a sign that I am the guy, the Panthers are 100% committed to me? Or do you think he is now thinking, oh, maybe they're going to go out and actually draft a young guy. Because remember, the crazy thing is, and Dub, you can look this up and confirm it. You may know it off the top of your head. Uh, we're talking to Jonathan Hutton now, Kick360. I think that Sam Darnold is still only 23 years old. He was super young when he came into the league, yeah. and I think he's still only 23. So the idea, like, some, this is crazy, but some of the guys they could potentially draft – like Mac Jones, I think is is basically he may be older than Sam Darnold already, right? So, um, to me, going and getting a young quarterback doesn't make a lot of sense when you've already got a super young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Yeah, he turns twenty four in June. Um, Sam Darnold does. Yeah, and look, I, I if I'm Sam Darnold, I look at this as a sign of investment. Um, and, 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 and there's there's some writing on the wall here, where even though we don't know exactly what their new general manager is going to do. You have an offensive-minded head coach in Matt Rule who just traded for the guy, picked up a big salary, and reading the tea leaves when the trade was made, uh, and I said this on OutKick360, it made a lot of sense because we, we are viewing Sam Darnold through the Adam Gase coaching lens, which was not great with the New York Jets. And you pair him uh, in Carolina with an offensive-minded team in a direction that they're going on on top of the fact that you already have Christian McCaffrey and and some other pieces. I I tend to think they use the pick if they stay at number eight, Clay, on either Patrick Sertan or they go offensive tackle with a a Rashawn Slater uh, type of pick in that spot. They could also go receiver there or – their new general manager comes from Seattle. He's from that same tree. Seahawks, they are known for trading back, known for trying to collect more picks. And I won't be surprised after trading Bridgewater and with, you mentioned Denver being on the phone with them, Denver thinking that some other team is getting ahead of them for a quarterback. They traded with the team that may be trading out at pick number eight uh, with other teams trying to get ahead of or try to get into the top ten to get the quarterback that slips to that position. And there's no certainty on which quarterback that's going to be. So if you're the Broncos, you went with the sure thing instead of sitting to wait and see how things fell. By the way, Sam Darnold is younger than Joe Burrow. 
So he's already played. I mean, that's that kind of puts it in perspective, right? He's already played three full seasons in the NFL. Joe Burrow obviously has played ten games, uh, but Sam Darnold still younger than Joe Burrow, which I think you have to factor in. I'm sure Carolina did in a big way when they decided to trade for him. But if they go and get, let's say, a Justin Fields or if they go and get a Trey Lance, they're not getting that much younger at the quarterback position. They're basically going college football style, if that were the case, and allowing those guys yeah. to battle it out and figure out who the best quarterback is. And obviously, they don't have that much invested at this point in time in Sam Darnold because they can choose whether or not uh, to, to, to kind of keep that option going with him. Uh, but he hasn't cost that much to them in the grand scheme of things. I just, I'm really intrigued to see what they do uh, going forward now. Well, and just to tie it in back to Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, younger than Joe Burrow, and is playing for Joe Burrow's former passing game coordinator at LSU, Joe Brady. You know, so yeah, like, that's a great point. Joe Brady, yeah. Joe Brady, and Matt Rule around him, better offensive coaches than what we've seen from Adam Gase, better quarterback uh, coaches uh, over the. Over the course of what we've seen, whether it, I'll be at college, what we've seen compared to what we've seen with the New York Jets. So Darnold has to be – it needs to be – I think that the viewpoint would be it's refreshing to get out of, out of New York and, and with an organization that, that has some talented players and, and has invested all last year. Their, their entire draft was defense. So I think the, the idea would be to try to get some pieces and get the second-best receiver – because Chase should be gone by the time Carolina drafts. The second best receiver could be on the board. Also, offensive tackle, where they're they're in need of some help to to protect them. I've been thinking that the Dolphins, and I talked about this to start the show, might be in the trade realm again. I know they've already made yeah. a lot of different moves, but it seems to me like they were likely targeting Jamar Chase, who was the I think presumptive number one wide receiver on almost everybody's board. Assuming that the Bengals take Chase, which seems increasingly likely, what should the Dolphins do at six? I mean, they'll have Panay Sewell. They've got Slater. They could go grab a big tackle and try to protect Tua. They could go ahead and say, okay, we didn't get Jamar Chase. We like Jalen Waddle. They could trade back and see if there's anybody really interested in Trey Lance or in Justin Fields, presuming that both of those guys are still on the board. What do you think it's likely that we see the Dolphins do at six? I think they should get another weapon for for Tua. Yeah, um, and with the, with the investment that they that they're saying they, they've made in him uh, last year, and then sticking with him, that regardless of the struggles that we saw him have, um, I, I think they go Waddle, or do they do they go Devonte Smith? I, you know, I don't think he goes that high, but uh, two different types of receivers between the two uh, from both from Alabama. Waddle, though, to me, gives them more options. Uh, they can be more creative with him. Um, and and it, it, he's been compared a bit to, to Tyreek Hill with the stop and start ability yeah. uh, and, and, and how he runs across the field. So I, that makes sense. But also offensive line and Panay Sewell, if, if, the, if the Bengals pass on Jamar Chase, uh, the, the pick would be between Sewell and Waddle, at least for me, yeah. because you're directly helping Tua Tangavaloa. That's right. What do you think the read on Tua has to be, in all honesty, with Brian Flores and his regime in uh, in Miami? I know they let Ryan Fitzpatrick leave, but if you yeah. ask them to give Tua a grade relative not only to what the grade that he earned, but what their expectations for Tua were, how do you think they assessed his first season, his rookie campaign in Miami? 
I mean, probably a C. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to be fair, fair to, to yeah. both sides there um, because they didn't start the season with him. They also had no off season with him. So it, it, it's it's tough to gauge, but the investment it, by by making the pick that they did with the investment as high as it was, they it, he deserves longer than a season or two to get it right, and and so do the Dolphins for that matter. Uh, but the way the Dolphins have set things up with future first round picks, uh, they need to invest that capital into making Tua Tagovailoa the best quarterback he can be within that offense and, and not sell the, the assets that they, they've, they've tried to obtain uh, before they even get out of the gate. Uh, and also, Clay, interesting, uh, this was posed to me uh, by a friend of mine last night. If, if you were setting odds in Vegas right now on the Alabama quarterback from that trio, from that quarterback room, with, with what we've seen from him, Hertz, and Mac Jones, which which of the three has the best NFL career? Uh, we've had a glimpse of Tua. We've barely seen Hurts, and we've yet to see Mac Jones, who's expected to go to the 49ers with Shanahan. To um, me, it's a tough call. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good question. I, I think you have to go Mac Jones because I, I think the uncertainty of how he might do relative to what we saw from Jalen Hurts and from Tua makes me more optimistic than Mac Jones because I'm just not super optimistic based on what we saw in their first seasons in what we saw out of Jalen Hurts or in what we saw out of Tua. So I think if you were just having to make a wager on which of those three is going to have the more productive NFL career, I would go with Mac Jones right now. But the idea against Mac Jones is if we were pairing him just with this quarterback class, just on pure how we would rank quarterback, quote-unquote, talent going into tonight's draft, uh, whenever we started this process and started chatting about the five that would go in the first round, he was listed fifth, right, yeah. Of, yeah. of just how we, how we would rank them. But yet, <laughs> in the small glimpse that we've seen from him in Alabama, we would project him as having the best NFL career over the other two. And, it, and it, it's a bit. Well, here's a good question for you. What them. odds would you have had to give Hutton in order for Tua, if he were going to be drafted lower in his draft class than Mac Jones? I mean, that's the wild one to me. If you oh, had told anybody last year, yeah, anybody last year <laughs> in October, uh, when Tua, sorry, uh, the October of uh, 19 as opposed to 20. 19. If you had told anybody before Tua injures his hip, right? Because that kind of threw a little bit of uh, a difficulty into Tua in terms of yeah. where he was going to end up going. But if you had told anybody in October of 2019, hey, Mac Jones is going to end up a higher draft pick at quarterback than Tua, that would have gotten, like if I'd said that on my radio show, hey, I know Tua's like Heisman Trophy favorite, it's October, the Alabama Crimson Tide are rolling, uh, but I think that Tua is going to end up drafted lower in his draft class than Mac Jones will be. People would have said that was an absolutely absurd argument to make. And by the way, 2019 was a fun year overall because if you had said coming into the season, hey, Joe Burrow's going to end up the unquestioned number one draft pick, a lot of people would have laughed you out of the room, and that's just how incredible he was in 2019 uh, to think about that. I'll say this too, Hutton. You watch the NFL. What's mm-hmm. old often becomes new again, and a lot oh, of yeah. people are saying 
hey, Mac Jones, he's not mobile necessarily. He's not able to scramble. He's not necessarily going to have that elite-level mobility when the plays break down. But Peyton Manning can't do anything in the pocket. Uh, Tom Brady can't do anything in the pocket. Drew Brees really didn't do any. I mean, I mean, outside of the pocket. These are pocket-passing quarterbacks. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, by and large. That was the trend in the NFL for a very long time. And I think there's still a lot of opportunity for a guy who is still a statue if he's accurate enough to be able to make plays. And I wonder on some level whether that's what Kyle Shanahan is thinking. My offense is so good. I don't need a guy who's going to go off script. I need a guy who's just going to run my script. And I think that's ultimately if Kyle Shanahan makes the play to go grab uh, Mac Jones, I think that's what he's saying. This is not just a uh, investment in Mac Jones. It's really an investment by Kyle Shanahan in the system that he's created. Well, and, and that's why no matter who they select tonight, that we will be thinking that they'll have success with Shanahan because it's Shanahan's system and his script, right? Like, the, the, we know his track record of, of quarterbacks that he's worked with. Um, and the, the idea would be this. What's old is new and what's new is old. But, but also, like from the quarterback just discussion here, I, I, oftentimes we, we're looking for someone who goes off script and makes all these great plays when the defense takes something away. But I, I think there we've undervalued the quarterback who realizes that the defense took the first couple of options away. Yeah. And Mac Jones is really good at that. Um, he, he knows when a play isn't there. Uh, when the route concept that they're trying to set up, the defense has a great play call against it um, and what he chooses to do. And I, I think there is great value in that, especially with Shanahan's play-action system. Um, it, it, I see reasons why Mac Jones would be the pick. I, we've discussed in previous weeks why Justin Fields makes a lot of sense with the, the, the bootleg options and different things that they can do with him within Shanahan's system. But you bring up a great point about Shanahan's system. It's the coach and the, the offense that these guys are going to be put in more than it is just pure individual talent because the systems oftentimes set up the quarterback for early success. Jonathan Hutton, uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing your reaction uh, with the Outkick 360 crew and more to finally the NFL draft being here. Appreciate the time, my man. Hope you have a good day. Thank you, Clay. I'll be listening to the rest of the show. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? quarterbacks coaches well i talk about it all on the show i used to work for andy reed as a scout now i give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the nfl and you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year round listen at the three and out podcast with me john middlecoff on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. All NFL draft talk here and uh, getting you ready for the third hour where it will be the official outkick mock draft of 2021. Um, But I do want to say, and I'll probably build on this a bit as we go into the top of the second hour, the sort of crucible moment in this draft appears to be what's going to happen at three and Mac Jones remains a substantial favorite to be the San Francisco 49er pick. If he is the pick, why would he be the pick? To me, this is about Kyle Shanahan buying stock in himself and in his system. I think that he sees, Shanahan does, in Mac Jones, a guy who is going to run his offense expertly. And he is picking the system over the quarterback. Now, it's a little bit of a gamble, right? Because who knows, Trey Lance and or Justin Fields may end up better But for being able to operate his system in the here and now, I think Kyle Shanahan has lain awake in bed 
after going back over everything in their game plan in the Super Bowl. And I think he has said, with the right quarterback, we win that Super Bowl. And if I am going to win a championship, I can't have somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo who freelances a bit too much. And you just heard me talking with Jonathan Hutton about the idea of the NFL. What it shows us typically is what's old is new again. Oftentimes in the NFL, there's only so many ways to run an offense. And sometimes, like the Wildcats, a good example. The Wildcat didn't exist for a long time. And then somebody thought to themselves, hey, what happens if we put somebody back and start running effectively the single wing again? And it takes the defenses a while to figure out exactly what's going on there. The NFL, offense and defense are constantly circulating laboratories, breaking down new and inventive ways to try to create space or to try to eliminate space, right? Football essentially is a game of space. Offense's job is to create space. Defense's job is to eliminate it. And so I think that Kyle Shanahan is in love with the system that he has created. And I think he's afraid that if he drafts Justin Fields or if he drafts Trey Lance, that both of those guys are going to have Jimmy Garoppolo-like issues at time where they freelance a little bit and create opportunities that are not the ones that he thinks they should take. And I think he wants an old-school pocket-passing quarterback like a Matt Ryan for his offense. He's got a great weapon in George Kittle. They run the football well. Uh, We know that they have found in Debo Samuel a pretty solid wide receiver. And so, as they continue to develop the offense, I think that Kyle Shanahan is thinking to himself, I need a quarterback who can run this offense expertly. That is what I am chasing. And ultimately, that's why I believe this San Francisco 49er pick is going to be as much about Kyle Shanahan as it is about any of the quarterbacks that are available in this draft. Because I don't believe that Mac Jones has as high of a ceiling necessarily as where things could go with Justin Fields or with Trey Lance or frankly with maybe also Zach Wilson. But I do think he has a much lower floor. And sometimes we talk a lot about ceilings and not enough about floors. And if you knew, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you say, man, if we had just had a B-plus effort at quarterback, we would have won the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel like I'm going to get B-plus to A-minus every single time Mac Jones goes out and plays. And I think that is ultimately the wager that Kyle Shanahan is going to make later tonight. If Mac Jones is that quarterback, he's picking the system over the player. And he is that confident in his coaching ability, in his play calling, and in his offense that he is going to end up with the best possible fit for the offense, even if it isn't the quarterback that might have potentially the absolute highest ceiling. All right, when we come back, what do you think we're talking about? More with the NFL Draft. Jeff Schwartz will join us in the second hour, and then we're going to open up phones and do our own version of the Outkick Mock Draft in the third hour of this program. Thanks for hanging with us on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 all right. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 